This episode is sponsored by two fantastic events I am hosting this September. The first one is Thursday, September 23rd, 7 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Connecting with your spirit guides and signs with psychic medium Amy Descola and myself. What would it be like to trust? To trust the signs and messages around you and connect with your spirit guides. Get ready to create a relationship with your higher self and your spirit team. You will learn to receive energetic support to navigate your life and feel aligned with your soul's purpose. This workshop will be recorded and each participant will receive two channeled readings, guided meditations, and we will speak more on tips on who your spirit guide is, how to connect, and ask for messages and signs. The information is below. And then on September 30th, we are back with two more psychic mediums and myself, Roy Tomko and Debbie Squizero. Join us September 30th for a gallery event on Zoom. This will be beautiful channeled messages from the other side, and we will connect with you Thursday, September 30th, 7.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. This is a Zoom group reading, and we are going to bring through so much healing and messages. We're coming back. We did this in June, and we're back now for the fall. Join us. All the information will be below, and we can't wait to see you. Hello, and welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast. My name is Tina Conroy. I am so grateful you are here. As a professional intuitive medium, Reiki master, and yoga teacher, my intention is to explore intuition so you can gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. I honor your spiritual growth. Thank you for listening. Today on the podcast, I'm going to speak about, do you need to be born a medium? I am asked this question very, very often. Matter of fact, I've been asked this question so often over the last few months that I felt urged from spirit to speak about it on the podcast. So here we go. Do you need to be born a medium? The answer is no, you do not need to be born a medium. Now, let me explain a little bit. There is an understanding out there, and I had it too, so to be completely honest, that you had to be born a medium, which meant that you saw spirit people regularly in your bedroom or in places in physical form. Perhaps you had imaginary friends. You might have had a trauma, a near-death experience, um, just a really traumatic time which urged you into seeing spirit people. And that's not the case. Now, there are people that have had those experiences, and I'm not downplaying them by any way at all. But you can learn to be a medium. You can develop your medium skills, and you can practice mediumship. And I know that because I have done it, and I also teach it. So a lot of people are really confused. They think that this gift was given to you and only if it was given to you as a child, usually, you can't develop into it later. And that is just not the case. I do see it as a gift, but not a gift in the sense that it's special for some and not for others. I see it more and more as an ability. 
So I always speak from experience. And if you've heard the podcast for a while, or if you've been following me, you know that I never saw spirit people. I didn't have an imaginary friend. I did not have a near-death experience. I didn't have any major traumatic experience in my life. However, my grandmother did have prophetic dreams, and so did I. And she would have been called intuitive or air quotes psychic, but it was just part of her nature. So I did also feel there was some paranormal stuff happening in my bedroom when I was a teenager. And it's questionable, of course, because I was scared of the dark and I was brought up religious Catholic. So I thought anything I was scared of had to be the devil. But honestly, I never saw spirit with my physical eyes. And I didn't have these stories that a lot of mediums share. That being the case, I did have a few things. So if you're listening to this and you are interested, perhaps you're a developing medium or you're just interested in mediumship, I want to share with you some tips, some tools of developing your mediumship and why you would develop, even if you weren't born a medium. So the first one is desire and inspiration. If you have the desire to connect with spirit people. If most of your life or even recently, you're intrigued with the other side, you're intrigued with spirit connection, you are obsessed to follow other mediums, to watch gallery events or what they would call readings or live readings. You love reading books about mediumship, following stories, Netflix series, movies. You have the desire and you're already inspired. So first off, the first tip is being inspired and having the desire. For me, I was always inspired. I always was interested with the paranormal. I was always interested and intrigued with telekinesis, with telepathy, with mediumship, with speaking to spirits on the other side. I remember asking my friends to do seances when I was in college and high school. I remember my parents' beach house. Okay, everyone's laughing right now if you're listening to this. And we called the woman who owned the beach house, Clara, and we would call on Clara for missing items and have seances. So I was always into all these kind of things. I was intrigued. I had desire, inspiration. If you have a passion to learn everything that you can and you are just interested about it. That's the first step. Just the desire and the passion to learn about it kind of allows you to say, hey, I want to go more into this. There's something there. I want to develop this more. The second thing I would say to you is ask your why. What is your why? What is your why that you want to learn mediumship? Now, I know what everyone's going to say, and it can't be just to help people. We all want to help people. Well, the majority do. If your answer is you want to get rich and famous, make lots of money and stand on stage, it's probably not the right answer. However, what is your why? Why do you want to connect to past loved ones, your own or others? I'll tell you my why. There's two, actually. The first one is it makes me feel connected 
that I know that life goes on. I like the idea and I accept the idea that there is a life after this life. The other one is I love to develop my spiritual development. So the more that I develop more and more as a medium, I develop spiritually. And then, of course, I love to help people. I'm a natural healer. I started out as a yoga teacher and Reiki practitioner and energy healer. And so this was just the next step that followed and spirit kept nudging me along the way. So I ask you, what is your why? Why do you want to learn mediumship? What is it? What is it beyond I want to help people? Now, what I'll also say is, if there is something in there that it brings you confidence, that you see other people's light up, their face light up, that you give people closure, that maybe it heals a part of you, that is all good too. It's okay to also say you want to be good at it. You want to be helpful and not in an egotistical way, but you want to serve. You want to serve spirit and serve mankind. So the third kind of point is to kind of help your development if you're not born a medium is to read books, books, and more books. Read books, audiobooks, anything like that. Find the books that really intrigue you. Find authors that you find interesting. And also find media, media such as YouTube, videos, and film. I know I still cannot get enough. Anytime my favorite medium or medium teacher comes out with a book or a blog or even a TikTok or Instagram, I love to watch it. Watch other mediums at play. Watch their mannerisms. Watch what they're using. Are they using mostly their clairvoyance? Are they using mostly their clairaudience? Or maybe they just know. How do they interact? This isn't for you to copy them necessarily, just to see how they connect. There are some famous, famous mediums. And as you watch them, you'll see that each medium has a different connection. Some mediums really have that clairvoyance. They see spirit in their mind's eye and they share those details. Others, it's all about the hearing. They clairaudently hear in their mind. And others just know they have a knowingness. Others feel, they'll speak in terms of feeling. I feel them close to me. I feel they had a beard. They are standing close to me. I notice this. I notice that. So that's kind of tip number three. Tip number four is find like-minded people. So you want to go on this development path. You're excited you have the desire, you're inspired, you know your why, you're reading books, you're watching media. Now you need to find a community. Find a like-minded community. There are so many like-minded communities and groups. You can find them in person. You can also find them on Facebook and join these groups that are supportive in nature. When you join the groups, You'll feel supported that you're like-minded. You'll want to share and connect with people, make friends, have a community support. And then also you can post in there to practice. 
practice, practice, practice. That's my next one. Practice. (laughs) Practice is going to be the thread to all of this. Practice readings. I suggest not necessarily practicing so much with family and friends, but go ahead and practice in a safe, supported group. The more you practice, the better you'll get. Practice is essential for every development, especially development in mediumship. My next tip is automatic writing. Now, you can say automatic writing or perhaps journaling or just writing in general. I kind of combine the two. I'm more of a journaler than an automatic writer, although I think I'm automatic writing. I just don't have a a term for it. I like to connect early in the morning and just write out my thoughts. And I usually start with an open-ended question. What do I need to know today? I'm asking this to the spirit world. I may be asking this to my higher self. I may be asking this to my guides. And we'll get into that also, spirit guides. And just start writing. Start with an open-ended question. Maybe it's a question about your life. Maybe it's just about your week, your month, or your day. And see what comes out on the paper. The next is, of course, co-create with your spirit guides. So find your spirit guide, connect with your spirit guides, and don't worry if you don't know your spirit guide's name. Know that they're always with you and around you. To do this will really help you know that there's a team of spirit around you. Now, as I'm speaking about spirit guides, I'm not speaking about spirit people or people that have passed or crossed over. I'm talking about your helpers, your angels, your guides. And for that, I would suggest meditation. I would suggest, again, going deeper into writing and ask them to show them to you. Or maybe you'll just know they're there. So little side note, doing a whole workshop on spirit guides. So don't miss it. I mentioned it earlier in the show, September 23rd on Zoom with myself and Amy Descola from 7 to 8.30 p.m. and it's gonna be recorded on Zoom. So if you're interested, little side note, join me on that. So number six, co-create with your spirit guides and keep asking them to help you go deeper with your development. Okay, number seven, and these are not in any order, by the way. Learn to sit in the power and also meditation. So let's speak about meditation first, because a lot of people know what meditation is. I suggest an active meditation and not a passive meditation. And let me explain the both. Passive meditation is when you open up, close your eyes, or maybe listen to a guided meditation, and you're just passive. You're there, you're releasing, you're relaxing, and you're just allowing. In an active meditation, you're actively connecting with your spirit guide or actively connecting with your deceased loved ones or connecting with loved ones in spirit or spirit. So you're actually asking the question, you're, you're active in your meditation, very different than passive meditation. Sitting in the power is different than meditation. Sitting in the power gets very confusing with meditation. It feels like meditation, but it's very different. When you sit in the power, really what you're doing is you're finding your own energy. You're finding where does your energy start, where does your energy stop. 
it gets you into your physical body and understand your energy field. You begin to play with your aura, which is your which is called your energy field, which you can expand as big as the room or bigger and then bring it back to you. Sitting in the power is very, very important to do as a medium, as a developing medium. And I would say to start out to sitting in the power is find some really good guided sitting in the power, sitting in the power, what they would say, meditations, audio. There's great ones on YouTube and fantastic ones on audio. After a while though, I would suggest doing your own sitting in the power, sitting quietly and just connecting to your own energy. And in the beginning, you may only be able to do this five or 10 minutes and maybe eventually work up to 20, 30 minutes a day. So again, this is all work and this is all practice. Go back to number one tip, desire and inspiration. How much desire and how are you inspired? The more that you want this, and this makes you happy to develop, the more that you're going to work at it. Number eight, find a mentor, a teacher, or a class. One of the most important part of my developments was really finding mentors, finding teachers, and finding classes that I resonated with. I have had the privilege of learning from many, many gifted and wonderful mediums. So find mediums that you connect with. Find the people that you connect with. You can find them in a mentorship, which is a one-on-one, small classes, and there's so many that you can reach out to. Find them as word of mouth and really see if you resonate with them. But it's really important to get that development with and along with the books, along with everything else, a mentorship, classes are very important. And then I'm going to say it again, finally, (laughs) to wrap it up, practice, 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 get out there, let go of the fear. I'll tell you that this isn't for the faint of heart. When you step into your mediumship development, it is a lifelong journey. You are not just learning how to connect with spirit people. You are learning so much about yourself. It will push you to your limit. You will break through the barriers. You will learn more about yourself. You will kind of face your fears, right? There's a big responsibility connecting to spirit. You'll understand that you're co-creating with spirit. You'll begin to let go of the fear. You'll step up in confidence And you'll work with spirit. And remember in mediumship that the person that sits in front of you who dearly wants to connect with their deceased loved one, you are the messenger to their loved one. You're the translator. You're doing the best that you can. So put in all the work. Continue knowing your why, your desire, and your intention. And have fun. It's not an easy development. It's a forever journey. I know I'll be on it, continuing each and every day, soaking up all the books, lectures, and all the wonderful learnings. And I also learn by teaching. So I hope this is a little helpful. If you want to deepen your mediumship or maybe just begin it, I have a few spots left for an October 28th, second level 
Psychic and Mediumship Development. I'm going to leave the information below. This is a very private group. I have four spots, and I'll be doing this with my good friend, psychic medium, Roy Tomko. It begins October 28th. Shoot me an email if you're interested. I hope you take all this information and know that you can be a medium. Have the desire, have the intention, and put in the work. Until next time, have a beautiful day. Namaste, my friends. Thank you.